Welcome to the Gone Fishing Podcast, episode number 33. In today's episode, I'll be discussing the art of procrastination, doing your fear thing first and procrastinating the rest. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Gone Fishing Podcast. Join Ron Bouchard as he casts a wide net sharing his philosophy of life, business, and success, and goes fishing for wisdom in interviews with other entrepreneurs, authors, and thought leaders. You'll hear their stories of triumph and tribulation. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur trying to succeed outside the confines of the current of social expectation, bring the bait and join us for Gone Fishing. Welcome to the Gone Fishing Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bouchard. Chances are pretty good if you're hearing this message. You're putting off something until tomorrow. What could be done today? Maybe you are yet to complete your tax returns or change your batteries in your smoke detectors. Perhaps you've neglected your laundry and it's piling up so high it now reaches the ceiling. You may have a sink full of dishes or maybe you're putting off the conversation with a loved one that you're dreading. Maybe it's an employee. Have you used that gym membership? You swore to yourself that you'd use this time? Procrastination is the delay of doing something habitually and intentionally to be done. Contrary to popular belief, it has nothing whatsoever to do with time management. So what is the reason for our procrastination? What can we do to become more productive in this world? Well, to help me talk about this topic is Antonio Seal, a Waypoint Mastermind. Hello, Antonio. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Glad to have me again. I'm glad um, I'm here. Well, I've been procrastinating having you back on the program for obvious reasons. I mean, the last time you were here, you tied me up and took over my podcast. So you Did can I? see why I was a little bit um, hesitant about having you back on. I promise you, I'll be on my best behavior this time. How about that? You promised me you'll be on your best behavior this time. This time. Truth. <laughs> truth above all. There's only one truth. And that's the truth. Okay. So, Antonio, we all have uh, a problem with procrastination, right? Each of us, at some point in our lives, procrastinate something. Um, and it reminds me of the funny story that we, we talk about about the What's Your Sabotage book. Remember the other day I was going to give you the What's Your Sabotage book to read, but there's a funny story behind the stupid What's Your Sabotage book. About mm-hmm. 10 years ago, I went to the to the, the local um, bookstore, and we still have one in my town. The one in my town is owned by a, um, a gentleman. He sells used books and new books, and I like to buy books um, at his store. I love books. I like to hold them in my hand. I like to smell them. I like to feel the pages. I don't like ebooks. So anyone, anyone who has real books, I love going to their store. I used to spend hours when I was younger in the bookstores, drive my wife crazy. <laughs> Whenever we went to the mall, when there was such a thing as a mall, I would spend, I would do a pit stop at the bookstore, and she knew I would be there for an hour. <laughs> but anyway, and one such time I went to the my friend's store, and I bought six, five books on procrastination. 
And as a bonus, the the um, publisher sent him a sixth. And that sixth was called What's Your Sabotage? So he told me at the end of this at the end of this um period when you finish reading your books, bring back this What's Your Sabotage so I can read it as well. Well, it's been over ten years now, and I didn't bring it to him. And I'm not procrastinating I'm bringing him the book, but there is procrastination involved, or what what I would call sabotage involved. Because the funny part of this whole story is, the book, what's your sabotage, keeps on disappearing. Um, I've I made, you know, bets with friends of mine that we who would read it first. So we'd have some wagers. Um, they would buy the book, and I'd get the book, and then we'd say go. And then I couldn't find the stupid book. Subconsciously <laughs> <laughs> hit it. Well, my and my friend did as well. My friend never started it. So it it's just been like that for the last ten years, trying to find what's your sabotage and that's the joke. Where is it? Where I have five it? different locations that I hide my books. Um and in all those five locations, I can't find the book anywhere. I don't have a sixth location. I have five locations. Mm-hmm. And those five locations I've looked at all my books. And one of them is my library. And the library is, I mean, there's a lot of books in there, so I could miss it there. But I don't see it there. I don't see it there at all. And I don't see it there in my other bookshelf. And I don't see it there in my bedroom closet on the shelves. And I don't see it beside my bed either. I'll see it anywhere. So I don't know where the book is. So the other day you came to get this book, What's Your Sabotage, so you could read it mm-hmm. <laughs> in preparation of this podcast. And what happened? It's nowhere to be found. So you didn't get the book. Mm-hmm. And What's Your Sabotage remains a mystery. A mystery. That's right. Of sabotage, of mm-hmm. procrastination. So Literally. one of these days I will read What's Your Sabotage. I will. Mm-hmm. Even if I have to go buy another book. You procrastinate at that one too. <laughs> Possibility. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to tell you then. Why not give me the book? I'll read it for you because that's what's going to end up happening. Just like you read my last book, I gave you, right? Yes, I read all your books. Really? Yes, all my books, huh? All your books. Yeah, you passion don't get, test. Uh, don't start. Oh, did did you read the passion test? That was the most annoying book I've ever read. <laughs> oh, you you mean the most the annoying most, book you didn't read? Kind of, sort of, didn't read. That's yeah. it. I, I read it, but it was too windy for me. And and that's funny. I'm a wind, right? And that book was too windy for me. It was blowing you away, all over the place, <laughs> back and forth, back and forth, up, down, in, out. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to tackle it again. Every, I look at it in my bookshelf all the time. I'm I'm saying I'm going to read you. I'm going to I'm going to finish. I finish every book that I have in that. Um, shelf. That's the only book. No, I lie. I got one more book in there that I haven't finished read, but I'm, I'm going to take down the passion test. Guaranteed. I'm going to take it you, out, you, put it on the table. You think you are? I'm going to do it. You're going to read the passion test when I read the What's Your Sabotage? Yeah. Well, I'm pro- so that's, you said I'm procrastinating. So I'm procrastinating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. why why do you think it is that we procrastinate? Um, 
What what is it that causes us to procrastinate? Do you think it's a time management issue? No, no, it's not. No, I said it has little to nothing to do with time management. The reason being, according to Dr. Pierce Steele, one of the books I did read called Procrastination Equation, he says that the capacity for humans to procrastinate is ingrained deeper than us. And I agree with that. And we call it the drunk monkey. The drunk monkey is usually the problem. If there's a problem in human nature, the junk monkey is probably the culprit. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about retiring the drunk monkey for this episode, at least. Yeah. Never, never retiring the drunk monkey, totally. Mm. But for this episode, we're going to try a different analogy. And we were talking about the analogy of the Disney movie Inside Out. Yes. Um, The movie Inside Out was a wonderful movie. My children loved it. I loved it. Um, Of course, there was a movie about a girl named Riley who was guided by her emotions. You know, she had emotions of joy. Fear, anger, disgust, and sadness, you know. And emotions live in these headquarters, the uh, control center instead of Riley's mind. So let's look at this from another perspective, okay? So let's say that Riley had um, these, let's say, joy. And these emotions are part of the departments, right? Instead of emotions, you have departments. So these departments would be your PR department, your financial, health department, love department, time management department, quality control, entertainment, and sanitation department. Yeah, I'm sure there's others, there's career departments and and other departments. But yeah, that that's a good good number of departments. Yes, that, that goes on unconsciously in the mind. Yep, it is. So what would the PR department be in charge of? Well, the PR department would be in charge of making you look spliffy, you know, making you look hip, up with the time, keeping up with the Joneses, you know, making you look good, your Instagram photo, you know, uh, how your teeth look, lily white, you know, and things of that nature. Let's keep you up And I would imagine the finance department is in charge of your finances. That's pretty... uh... Self-explanatory. It's pretty self-explanatory, yeah. Oh, that's don't pay for that. Nope, that's too expensive. Nope, yeah. So it makes all my financial decisions and mm-hmm. all about money. All about money. All about the moolah. <laughs> <clears throat> and health department yeah. is all about health. Mm-hmm. Especially being that right now, dealing with the COVID and um, things of that issue, you know, things, you know, so um, things of that nature. So the health department would be making the decisions on, you know, what to do. You take the vaccine, you shouldn't take the vaccine. You need more information on the vaccine. You you know, this and that, back and forth. And you know how it goes. Yeah, mask, no mask. Mask, no mask. Mm. Yeah. Um, go to the grocery store. Don't go to the grocery store. Wipe your groceries down. Don't wipe your groceries down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've we've gone through a lot of shifts over the last year as to what we were told was the guiding science behind what how we were supposed to handle our mental health or, or and I mean our physical health mm-hmm. and um most of it's turned out to be nonsense <laughs> most of it's been wrong they keep on changing the standards mm-hmm. so it's hard to know what to believe so i'd imagine that the the health department is kind of it disheveled right now yeah acting kind of funky yeah it's, yeah. it's um of all the, the information coming in 
you know, different yeah. stimuluses coming in from left, right, you know, what should I believe? You know, now uh, uh, this is out, and now I read this, next week it's come out that this is wrong, this was a lie. So it's kind of confusing, and the confused mind says what? No. No. Right, we have to use one mask, then it's two masks, no yeah. masks first. Yeah. It's going. Mm-hmm. It's not going to affect us. It is going to affect us. The mm-hmm. PR test works. They don't work. Yeah. It's it's constant um, scramble of confusion, mm-hmm. and I think it's intentional. But that's that's you digress. Yeah. <laughs> you digress. Yeah. yeah. So, what about this love department? Well, you're cute. Um, <laughs> your love or, department. Or, or, or Dr. Ruth. <laughs> Dr. Love. You know Dr. Yeah. Ruth? No. You oh, come on. You don't you gotta look up Dr. Ruth. I will. Definitely. Dr. Ruth is a psychology, she deals primarily with love. <clears throat> and she's um she's a who? You gotta you gotta look at Dr. Ruth. So it all depends on how the characters that are running these departments. Because mm-hmm. if we have some characters who are running our departments, uh, <clears throat> you know, our finance director might be um might be very frugal or he might be kind of lapse in his job. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to know what, what these departments directors look like. So in joy in the inside out movie, we know what she looked like. We know how she acted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'd be nice to give these some, so I'll, I'll do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll work on giving these some personality. But then there's a quality control department. What is the quality control department all about? The quality of things. I mean, um, if, let's say, um, you not feel like you're enough, you know? We all heard that before. You not feel like you're not enough. You um, ain't going to do that well enough, things of that nature. This is what mainly the quality control department does. And on top of that, it's the nucleus for a lot of um, delays. So when you're talking about procrastination, you got to look at the control department, you know, really thoroughly, you know. Because it does it because of perfectionism. Perfectionism, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfectionism is non-standard, though. People think that perfectionism is a real thing. It's not a real thing. It doesn't exist. Yeah. You can't be perfect. Uh, we talk about baseball analogies and basketball analogies. Do you know the perfect basketball player? We have professional basketball players. Have you ever seen a perfect one? Obviously, oh, near perfect. I haven't seen a perfect one. Oh, you see near perfect? Somebody well, who gets every shot? I would say Reggie Miller. Really? I don't know who that is. Oh, well, he, Reggie Miller, um, he's in the commercial, the Wendy's commercial, where he sleeps in the store, in, in the Wendy's store. Waiting for breakfast every morning. Well, Reggie Miller was one of my favorite players. Um, he never really missed a three-pointer like that. He shoots from far and score. I mean, probably I miss a little, but very little, you know. Um, but, yeah, you have near perfect, but not perfect. You can't be perfect, you know. And that's, and that's after years and years and years and years of experience. I remember Tiger yeah. Woods. Tiger Woods spent so much time on the golf course. You know, people think that it's easy to be a professional, but see, this is what we're talking about. Even these professionals yeah. aren't perfect. Perfectionism is a non-standard. Okay, mm-hmm. so so that's quality 
quality control. What is entertainment department all about? It's self-explanatory entertainment. The fun. Yeah. That's the that's the air quality. That's the uh the what we say the the air the the wind. Sorry, the wind quality department. You know, for the for the um the ammo wind. You know, element. You know, so that's for the people that like entertainment. You know, response for all the partying and things of that nature. So it's self-explanatory. Yeah, but I don't understand that department. I don't think I've ever been there. I don't think well, I have one. Well, I could explain that because from what I've heard, you're a Mr. No Fun. So explain that to me. How did yeah, you well. get that title? Yes, right here. How did you get that title? You heard yeah, it from I, your um your scout your 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 scout group because you're a scout leader. Uh, all right, so we that's a different that's a whole different. <laughs> oh, please do it. Please story. do explain, sir. Okay, I am called Mister No Fun because I have a set of 100 rules that I created for my Cub Scouts during summer camp that they had to follow, and the rules were absolute ridiculous rules mm-hmm. because I know that kids are always. Um, told all these rules that they have to follow. Mm-hmm. And these rules are just, you know, they feel like they're ridiculous most of the time. The parents are telling them to follow these rules and they just don't understand why. Mm-hmm. And they have really no say about it. So I created a set of 100 rules that they could break. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that. I never told them that they could break it. I did yell at them for breaking it. <clears throat> but they caught on real quick that the rules were supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. So the rules would be like... um no wearing blue shoes, and no drinking red slushies. Mm-hmm. So if they wore red shoes and drank a blue slushie, it was okay. But as soon as they wore blue shoes and a red slushie, well, that was a problem. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have their hat on backwards. They couldn't hug trees. They couldn't talk to pine cones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, the whole purpose of the exercise was so <clears throat> the kids would spend their time breaking my rules. Mm-hmm. And because they were breaking my rules – they weren't doing the other things that would get them in trouble. So some of them were no Fortnite dancing, no talking to pine cones, no hugging trees. Oh, really? <laughs> no, no reciting of movie quotes. Mm. Um, so kids would walk up to me all day long, even if they didn't know who I was. They knew, knew, they knew who I was in short order. Mm. My reputation grew really quickly. And I, and I got a T-shirt made that said Mr. No Fun on the front and 100 rules were posted on the back. Mm. So they would come up to me and read my shirt. And I think one of the one of my rules was no reading my shirt, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, I mean, come on, it's really hard to come up with a hundred rules anyway. So, and the rules missing, and they never question them. There's like three rules that I can purposely just cut them out. The, it skips; it goes from thirty eight to forty, and thirty nine is completely blank. <laughs> There's no thirty nine, and nobody mm-hmm. ever caught on to it. And and one of the rules was don't question Mister No Fun. And and the reason why I did that so if they ever said to me. Where's rule 39? I say, well, don't question Miss Nuff when you're breaking my rule. <laughs> so <clears throat> it's not that I don't have fun. It was fun. And so it's, instead of them terrorizing trees and hitting them with sticks, mm. they were hugging them. Mm. So it was and a so, method to the madness. Yes. Much and, so, yes. and it worked. And the kids loved it. And all they did was talk about Mr. No Fun. And to this day, I actually, my, my son just crossed over to Boy Scouts. Mm. And, you know, COVID, it's been a year, um, but my reputation precedes me because there was a kid that I haven't seen in probably a long time, and um, his little brother was at summer camp. I didn't know his little brother was at summer camp. 
a couple of years ago. But he came up to me and said, Mr. No Fun. So, mm-hmm. so that's why it was called Mr. No Fun. It had nothing to do with me not actually having fun. So I guess I do have an entertainment department. I just don't visit regularly. Mm. But anyway, what's the next one? Well, we have the sanitation department. Now, the question is, uh, what's your dirt tolerance level? What is my dirt tolerance level? Well, I think that my dirt tolerance level used to be I didn't tolerate any dirt. I was was a clean freak. And then Mm. I had children, and I had to decide what was more important, my tolerance of yelling at them 24-7 or or tolerating a little bit more dirt. Mm. So I, I decided to tolerate the stuffed animals that get dropped on the floor and tolerate a little bit more of the the disorderly conduct. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but so I, I did make a conscious decision, but I do have a, 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 um, a higher tolerance for disorder than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I don't like disorder. I don't. Okay, and the people that like disorder and people that doesn't like disorder. So the sanitation department is, you can look at it as your internal... Um, environmental protection agency, so to speak. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah, and then they also have the current, right? The current social expectation department. Mm-hmm. Social that, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so that's the um, the department responsible for making sure that we we fit into our society. We follow all the rules like a good little doobie, mm-hmm. which during COVID, of course, has been a very important, very important job. Yeah. Yeah, because we have to follow, make sure we're following all the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the, the when you talk about the current director, which is your social acceptance, is like you. Let's say you wear for you into fashion, you wearing for a coat, right? You want to get that for a coat, and your friends are animal lovers, and they don't like that. So you will look at that as, uh, you know, I don't want this fur coat because how my friends will look at me, they're animal lovers, you know, or the environmentalists, you throw a cup out through the window, they'll look at you bad, you know. So you're looking for outside stimulus, you're looking for basically acceptance, you know, mm-hmm. so you're not going to do certain things, you know, so that's where um, that comes into play. All right, so we have all these programs yeah. in our mind. That res- that uh, reside in these departments, these various departments. Mm-hmm. So, I would imagine that if we want to make a decision, there's going to be some boardroom conflicts. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep. So, so let's say my health director um, is the woman from the six hundred pound life. Okay. You ever see that show? I've seen the show, but um, is she the woman that's 600 pounds or? Well, I don't think it's actually not my big fat life or something. I think. It's a show with, with people that's overweight, is it? Well, yeah, 600 pound life is a show about people who are who are 600 pounds. Right. Or, and then there's one who my big fat life is a woman who is, um, I think she's 500 pounds or 400 pounds, and she she likes it. She likes being 500 pounds. <clears throat> so if she's your health director, 
And um, she's having a problem, I would, I would assume, with her PR director. Okay. Right? If, she's, if she's my health director, um, what kind of conflict would we have with our PR department? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, going back again to what the PR department is all about, right? Looks. Now, she's 600 pounds. You know, and that's 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 that would be dealing with health now. That's the health department got to come into play in that. Right. So she's she's in charge of the health department. Right. She's in charge of the health department. So this this woman who believes that 600 pounds is a healthy weight, which is fine. Yeah. But that's her belief. She's in charge of the health department. Mm -hmm. So in the boardroom, what is the conflict between her and the PR department? You're not looking too good. You should lose. You should. You should lose weight. Yeah, right. all, all type of all type of stuff. Right, because the socialist, the current social expectation comes in, mm-hmm. and that current social expectation expectation is not going to be too happy either. Yep. Mm-hmm. And women are unfairly, and I think I say this all the time: women are unfairly treated when it comes to weight um, than men. Right, because a fat man is not going to have the same problem. Um, with social expectation department as a uh, overweight woman is. Mm-hmm. But as you can see, there's going to be a conflict. What if you have a a Larry the Lobster type health director? <laughs> Larry from, the Lobster. Yeah, that's from SpongeBob. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's big buff and lifting mm-hmm. weights all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he's in charge of, of his health care, but he needs a new set of dumbbells. Mm-hmm. To really buff out his abs, I don't mm-hmm. know if abs buff out the the abs. I don't even know what what your dumbbells are because my health department buff director up his arms, is, buff up his triceps, yeah. biceps. Okay, yeah, so yeah. see, my health department is is in shambles. I mean, I, my director needs to be fired. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> let's say we have Larry the Lobster in charge of the health department, mm-hmm. and then the finance director is Mister Krabs. Oh boy. So, oh, yeah. you know, he, he needs his new dumbbells to improve his arms. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Krabs is going to say what? Nope. No, so there's going to be a little bit of conflict there. Penny pension. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So what if you had a nun in charge of your entertainment department? <laughs> These are serious conflicts. This is serious <laughs> conflicts. You could imagine how the boardroom would look. so we have a nun in charge of the sanitation department and um i mean in charge of the the entertainment department Mm -hmm. and we have as part of our um our pr department we're gonna have lady gaga what was the name of that show um back in the day with um um whoopi goldberg when she was with a nun when she was the nun oh nun uh it's um sister act right Right. and uh, those shows and the nun, the, the older nun, the head nun, wanted to be traditional. Yep. So that reminds me of that. That's that conflict there. That yeah. reminds me of that, yeah. Yeah, it, it's any conflict. So we mm-hmm. have, um, you know, if if you have, if we have this nun in charge of the entertainment department, it's going to be a little bit different than if Lady Gaga is in charge of the entertainment department. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. How about Sanitation. If we have somebody who's in charge of the um, 
Clean Life mm-hmm. Committee? <laughs> the Clean Life Committee. Would you say, let's say we're talking about um, um, SpongeBob, for example, you know? Um, with, uh, with, with that, that, that would be Patrick Starr, wouldn't it be? If you're talking about sanit- sanitation? Well, lack of sanitation department. Lack of yes. sanitation department, yeah. Yeah, so he, if we had Patrick Starr in charge of our sanitation department, yeah, uh, we'd have dirt and sand and mm-hmm. slobber all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're talking about cleanliness now, we, we would say um, that would be either SpongeBob, you know, SpongeBob. Well, I would say Squidward or Patrick Starr. Squidward or Patrick Starr? Okay. Yeah, because Squidward, look at his house. It's, mm-hmm. it's very neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if he was in charge of, of sanitation, it, you would have a pristine home. Mm-hmm. But if of, uh, if Patrick Starr's in charge, it's going to be a little bit less pristine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. if what if he's in charge of quality control? Squidward. No, Patrick Starr. Patrick. <laughs> oh wow. Patrick Starr. I, I could not imagine. I, I, no, that, that's a, that's a very low standard. That's, anyway. that's that. Yeah. I, yeah. Why did you choose him? <laughs> <laughs> well, why are we choosing cartoon characters? We're talking about um, Inside Out and SpongeBob. I mean, let's 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 bring this on home. Anyway, so yeah. as you can see, with with conflicts in our boardroom, we have a lot of procrastination. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I believe that we procrastinate is number one, perfectionism. When we're talking about that's an issue with the quality control department. Not nothing is ever good enough. Mm-hmm. And if it's not good enough, and if we don't believe we can make it good enough, why begin? That's right. And what's another reason why we have um, a problem with procrastination? What do you think the second reason is? Well, we talk we talk about sabotage, right? And getting the outlook of what sabotage is is all is all these um conflicts coming together, you know, mm-hmm. all these conflicts coming together in the boardroom, and that causes the sabotage, you know. And on top of that, with all this going on under the hood, so to speak, you're the last one to know about it. So this, no, we know the verdict. We know the yeah. verdict at the end. Yeah. Not a verdict at the end, but all this that's going on, this is what goes on in 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 your um in your mind. This is what goes on. Okay. So this is um pretty imperative to know moving forward. Right, because if your love department is you're seeking love mm-hmm. and your PR department is saying you you can't find love because you need to lose weight. So it goes to the health department and tells the health department, you need to lose some weight. And the health department says, no. Mm-hmm. I'm already exercising, you know, and doing everything I can do. Mm-hmm. And the finance department won't let me have any more money anyway for that Weight Watchers, mm-hmm. for that Weight Watchers um, um, membership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. If only... That finance director would give me the money for the Weight Watchers membership, then I could get my weight in in order, mm-hmm. and then the PR department would be happy, and then I could get love. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to procrastinate having any love in my life and looking for a date. Mm-hmm. 
until all those other departments come in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think about um, progress, like procrastination? Like um, we put off one thing and go and um, do something else and succeed at doing something else just because we didn't want to do the main thing that we had to do. Like, for example, I don't like falling clothes. I do laundry, and I'm not afraid to say I don't like falling clothes. I give you a call. Instead, we knock out um, a lot of waypoint projects. We succeed a lot of waypoint projects. We're moving forward. But the reality is clothes still need to be folded. Well, I think you know? some things are safe to procrastinate and others aren't. We were talking about taxes, for instance. Mm -hmm. If you procrastinate your taxes, that's a problem eventually. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, eventually a clothes, you not folding them is not going to be a problem because you're going to wear them again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's probably more of a problem if you didn't wash them because then you run out of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah. So, I think another reason why, besides perfection, one of the reasons why we, we procrastinate. It's because we have a lack of energy because the health department's got a conflict. Yeah. So the it'll, the health department, the person will lack sleep. They'll overeat. They'll overdrink. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they'll undereat. They don't have the energy because they're not eating enough. They don't have enough energy. Yeah. You need In either energy. case, they need energy to survive and to, to function. And if you have a lack of energy, it's hard to get anything done. Yeah, to do anything. To do anything, you need that. That's vital. Yeah. And um, number three, I think that one of the reasons why I procrastinate is we have too many distractions. Mm-hmm. We live in a very technologically savvy world, and there are so many things vying for our attention. Every, t- every, every five seconds, there's somebody trying to sell us something, trying to promote us with something, and I, and I call this the Facebook coma. Mm. You go on Facebook, and you know, not even Facebook, maybe you go on the Internet. You go on the internet, check your email, and then you get a Facebook email. Oh, you got a message from so-and-so. So you go check your messages. <laughs> and you check your messages, and then an hour later, you realize you're still checking your messages. And then you've diverted, you went to go look at maybe some people's videos on their, on their, their timeline. Um, or maybe 500 other distractions. Maybe you got sucked into some some video ad that you want that somebody wanted you to see and you went to go on off onto the website and now you're somewhere completely different on a different rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So I think there are too many distractions in our lives and I think we need to get um, more focused and away from these distractions. Yeah, redirect your focus. Because these departments are already distracted enough. We don't need to give them any help. That's right. We need to have control of all that. Yeah, I think one of the other reasons why we procrastinate is we find things dull. Mm-hmm. You know, we find things are not very exciting. Um, maybe we love the entertainment department too much, so everything has to be entertaining, and if it's not entertaining, it's not worth doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an issue because some things we have to do, and they not everything's going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. Especially when you got the finances involved, talk about that financial director because um, people just want to have fun, but they frown on. Hey, um, I don't have enough money to do that. You know, I don't have enough money to 
to gather all the 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 events, the places that have all the entertainment. People want fun. People want spice in their life. Mm. You know, but that financial director comes and knock at the door, like, oh, ring the bell, ding, 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 ding. Like, watch it. You know. Yeah, and then I think one of the other reasons we we have a problem with procrastination is we lack some self confidence. Last week, we talked a lot about self-confidence and lacking self-confidence. I think that one of the primary reasons why we we procrastinate is because we don't believe that we can do the thing that we're supposed to be doing. Maybe it's we're supposed to be reading something, or maybe it's supposed to be, we're supposed to be writing something, or maybe we're supposed to be um, creating something, and we yeah. don't think we're enough, so we don't try. Yeah. Another reason why we procrastinate is I think we procrastinate to avoid pain. And for some people, I mean, I'm talking about real pain. Some things are really painful for people to do. Maybe they have memories, repressed memories of a time where there was a loss, and maybe just doing some basic things result in major pain. So they avoid pain, because we do avoid pain. And as a result of them avoiding the pain, they never get the job done. They procrastinate it. Now, we understand why they procrastinate, but they do procrastinate. And I think another reason why we procrastinate is fear. Definitely. We don't take, we don't begin because we're afraid. And what are we afraid of? We're afraid of the unknowns. We're afraid of the sea monsters that are going to, that could be, that could be around that corner. People have a tendency to run from sea monsters that aren't chasing them. And when you say, and when you say, um, when you reach the point and you will say to hell with it, I'm just going to do it. The first thing that disappears is that fear factor, that fear. And just you, you just go on with the process and do it, you know? So yeah, that's I mean, very important. We have a, we have a whole episode on fear and, and fear. We have to understand most fear is, is fake. It's illusionary. Yep. Yeah. We, we turn a small little octopus which exist. We, so things exist that can harm us in the yeah. world, or things exist in the world that are scary. Mm-hmm. Maybe you find an octopus scary. But that octopus is, the, the reality is that octopus is not going to harm you. You know, Christopher Columbus crew were very paranoid that they were going to get overtaken by a sea monster. Mm-hmm. Were you aware of that? No. In addition, they thought they were going to fall off the face of the earth. So they thought they were going to fall off the face of the earth. Plus, they thought they were going to get attacked by sea monsters. And that made them extremely afraid. And they wanted Christopher Columbus to turn around and go back several times. And he convinced them to keep on going forward. And he actually gave them a date and said, well, if if, um, things don't turn around by this particular date, then we can can turn around. And... um, on the date in question, I think, is the date they actually saw land. So he he had belief that they could find the land, and his crew <laughs> were just afraid of all the things that they were, they were told to be afraid of that didn't exist. There were no sea monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we turned this little tiny um, octopus into a kraken. Kraken, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I put some solutions together for nipping this this procrastination thing in the bud. And I think that 
most people are going to spend their time and and I looked them up. I looked up what other psychologists or what I mean what other professionals would say is the best way to handle procrastination and I and I, I think it's kind of funny because procrastination is a part of life. So I take a little different stance on procrastination. I think it's okay to procrastinate. But what we need to do is we need to procrastinate the right things and not the wrong things. Right. So I think there are a series of steps we need to take, but they're very simple. It's one simple concept. And if we just remember the simple concept that is at the center of these steps, we can really make tremendous um, gains regardless of procrastination. And I think number one, what we need to do is we need to understand what it is that we want to accomplish in the first place. You know, because if you don't really want to accomplish anything, what what are you trying to get done? And why, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, that's right. You got to know. It's like, um, how do we say, shooting shit in the dark? You yeah, know? Or, or I would say, if a man knows not what hobby he seeks, no light would be enough to guide him. Yeah. If you don't know where you're heading, how are you going to get there? Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe you're procrastinating because you don't think that what you're doing really makes a damn difference mm-hmm. in the scheme of things. But what if you set up a really big goal and then you figured out a big why behind, behind why you wanted that goal to be accomplished? You think that might give you a little bit more perspective? Mm-hmm. A bit more clarity. Right, and and you can say, well, I want that goal, and here's why. And then what do you need to do? You need to claim it. And how do you claim a goal? How do you claim a goal um, when we have procrastination, we have all these these, um, departments having these malfunctions? Despite all these departments have malfunctions, what do we need to do to control the departments. Well, you gotta um, analyze, go through piece by piece, and fire whoever you got to fire. Right, but that could take forever. And if you waited that long, you'll never get the procrastination done. You'll never get to your goal. So in the meantime, we need to find a way of getting rid of procrastination because maybe you procrastinate starting your goal in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I believe in doing a daily dimba. Right. right? I believe if you take one step forward every single day, eventually you're going to get to your goal. So you need to know where you want to go, and you need to know why, so you can start heading toward it. And envision your life in possession of that thing that you already want every day and start moving towards it. So so what I say claim your day, claim is an acronym for charting your day, lending somebody a hand, acting with purpose, increasing your energy, measuring your efficiency. Um, pretty much managing your life, despite these these incompetent directors. So I have a planner called the Claim Planner, and if you go onto our website, waypointmastermind.com, and enter code 2021 when you try to sign up for the, the Tacklebox tools and resources, you can download our daily efficiency planner, which has pretty much everything you need to manage all these departments. You know, what your water water intake is, your cardio, your strength training, your food intake mm-hmm. to manage your, the um, the health department here. Um, 
you you can spend some time with the creator, your family, your friends, your other people, yourself. So you're managing your you're balancing your your day. So you're not you know only spending time with work. Mm-hmm. You're balancing it out. Yeah. Um, and it gives you other, other people huh? involved. I mean, they they could get other people involved too and make it fun. You know. Yeah. But yeah. The, this is just a planner. That's not what's important about the planner. What's important about the planner is that you put one one priority for the day that's going to help you move. Like I call them the needle movers. I got that from from Dean Graciosi. Mm-hmm. Dean Graciosi calls everything the needle movers. Needle movers. I, and, and, you know, it's very rare that I adopt somebody else's terminology, but I liked, I liked you know, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Sounds pretty cool, needle mover. Yeah. yeah, so if you want to move the needle on your way to success, you want to make sure that you have a needle mover, and it has to be something that you you it's going to move you. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to do your daily dimper, and dimper stands for D, directed, I, imperfect, M, massive, P, productive, A, action. So take one action that is just not just an action because a lot of people have an action, but it's not directed toward a goal. So what good is that? So why are you doing that action if it's not directed toward a goal? Mm-hmm. So that's what the D is. I is imperfect. Remember, we want to kill this perfectionism thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. Stop looking to perfectionism. Stop, stop using perfectionism as a, as, a, as a means of escape. M, massive. If it's not big enough, if you don't feel like you're making big enough strides, you're never going to think you're going to get there and you're going to give up. So it's going to be a big step. And it's going to be a productive step. A lot of people confuse activity with productivity. And we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be confusing activity with productivity. We should be very productive. You know, unlike the beginning of our podcast, it was kind of silly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, to get the point across, I mean, we have, yeah. you know, you got to have some fun with that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but did you get the point? You know, that's yeah. that's it. You know. Yeah. So we got to do a daily dimper, and what we do is every day we put on our priorities, our top priorities list, that one thing that's going to be the needle mover. And if you want to go a step further, I would say you would claim your day by making sure that you chart it every day. And you get some points for it. Mm-hmm. Then lending somebody a hand, doing something outside of yourself, that'll make you feel good. You you give yourself some points for that. A, act with purpose. So when you actually are working towards getting that thing done first, you give yourself some points for acting with purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, increasing your energy. Because remember, one of the reasons why people procrastinate is because we don't have enough energy. So it's important that we have the energy to increase our energy. And we have to measure our efficiency. How efficient were we today so we can make sure that if we weren't that efficient today, we can improve it tomorrow. And if we give ourselves some points, so let's say each day we give ourselves 20 points in each one of those categories. And if you did something halfway, you give yourself 10 points. If you did a quarter of the way, you give yourself five points. I don't really care what you how you determine the the point system. But the thing is here, this is your accountability. You can set yourself a goal. What is it that you want as a reward? And at the end of a certain point range, you give yourself that reward. So you have a reason 
to keep on doing this every day, you get points. And if let's say you say you go, you're not supposed to have, um, you know, that chocolate sundae because your health director is being um, obnoxious. So you give yourself permission to have that Sunday, a 10 days of a perfect score, and you get your Sunday, or whatever it happens to be. That gives you a little bit of motivation to get it done. So not only are you doing your daily dipper, you're getting your, your goal. You know, and as you get better with this, you do two or three dimpers a day. And so your efficiency and your, um, your productivity is going up. And you're getting closer to your goal. And I think that you need to do this first before you can do anything else. If you go to work for 9 o'clock, try to do one before you go to work. Maybe wake up a little earlier. Get your daily dimper done before anything else. Because if you do that, the end and the rest of the day will be completely irrelevant to your productivity. Right? Mm-hmm. You will already be productive. You will already have had a productive day before the day even began. It's a whole new different realm, whole new different channel, and you're going to enjoy it, guaranteed. Yeah, and I think that this could really help people with procrastination. Mm-hmm. So I hope this wasn't too melodramatic for you, but I thought we'd, we'd do things a little bit more fun and talk about you know, all these departments. Um, and Antonio has been working on, on uh, all these departments. And thank you very much for your contribution today, Antonio. Um, thank you for not taking well, over the podcast and not, not tying me up this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't get too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, well, th- thank you very much. And remember. You're welcome. Yeah. If you like this podcast, remember life is an ocean. A strong boat, your foundation. If you want to succeed, identify a harbor, unfurl your sails, sail outside the drift currents of social expectation, and let's go fishing. Thanks for listening, and join me next week for an undisclosed episode. Ooh. If you love today's podcast, you're going to love our Tackle Box tools and resources. Our guests have shared some of the greatest tools, information, and advice, and all of it is available free as well as an ever-increasing array of mindset, coaching, real estate, financial, health, wellness, relationship, and other tools and resources to help you improve your life, increase your income, and live life on purpose. Join today by visiting our website at www.waypointmastermind.com and click the Join Now button. Enter code 2021 and start your journey to a new you today. You've reached the end of another episode of the Gone Fishing Podcast. Connect with us at www.waypointmastermind.com where you can sign up for our newsletter to receive our free tools and resources. This podcast has been brought to you by Waypoint Mastermind. Personal growth and support through collaboration with a community of like-minded achievers. See you in the next episode.